If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, man. It is Why a- is it always so hot, even in winter? It is a really warm uh, Christmas season, isn't it? Yeah. Ugh. Here, catch. Is this live? Hmm? Yeah. Oh, well, fuck me. All right. Yeah. Don't be late. Drive faster. All right, all right, all right. Let's go. <sighs> All right. All right. Wow. Hello and welcome to Talk Even. Hello. <laughs> you drove fast enough that we got here a minute early. Right. Boom. I, hey, like I can it. dig it. I can dig it. It's a good yeah. start. I'm not so, used to being early places, as you might know. I, I know that I very like well, it, actually. You know, but you know right. what? Uh, well, in, passive aggressive. Well, okay. So ready. <laughs> Sorry. You know what, man? I'm just excited got for the season. Break, I actually happy. brought something. Mm-hmm. Let me let me grab it really yeah. quick because it is for those of you who haven't yet picked it up. This fucker loves Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I yeah. say that in the but, most loving way possible. You know, honestly, uh, you know, we brought back the green screen, but in yeah, the spirit of the season, can we can we get something a little bit more festive? More Christmassy. We have a new producer in today who yeah. is fun as heck, mm-hmm. um, and he also shares my name. His name is Eric, and Eric, we mm. really, really appreciate you being here and doing that. Um, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, huge share. There it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's what I will say uh, to Nate Brandenburg right back at you, bud. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, you've got a green halo around your head. All right. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, well, I didn't even do this stuff. Okay, so today's December 23rd, 2018. It is season two, episode so 51. 51. We have one more episode, episode before. Season three will start. Can you believe it, dude? It's been a year. We've done 52. One episode. This, yeah, this, I mean, I, I literally can't. As an atheist, I'm closed-minded and deny everything. So, all right, now that's going to be my ringtone for you. I'm going to clip that. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, um, uh, as always, uh, holy crap, we 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 got a fifty dollars donation in the live chat. Thank you so much to Mike. And wow, thanks, we also Mike. we also had another donation really quick from Darkside eleven eighty four. Darkside um, said that uh, they can't be a Patreon right now, and really, honestly, that's totally understood. Um, thank you. Thank yeah. you for your donation. Thank you for your time. Um, we really, really appreciate yeah. it, and we totally understand. Life happens. Um, yeah. But I, we're, we're going to be giving out our Patreon info during the show. We're also yeah. going to be thanking our top five patrons, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully things won't get too weird 
with our current uh, producer because ah, uh, I was going to say I was going to you're you're warning me not to get too weird. Challenge accepted, but that's that's good. Ooh, ah, it's colder like now. It. That's good. All right, so are we ready to take our first caller? Yep. All right, let's start with Simon in Bulgaria. Simon, you're live with Eric and Jamie. Hey, it's been a long time since I've heard of you. Hey, hey, hey. how's it going? It's pretty good. That's good. Kind of depressive months, but you know about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, from someone who who deals with depression, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk do about? Well, you probably have a note. I've got a crush on a Christian girl. Okie dokie. Yep, I've been there. So I, so I don't know how to pursue it. Um, you know... I, I would say it, it sort of depends on how much uh, Jesus is a part of her dating life. Because there's... Like definitely, there's some instances where people start dating, and and you know I know the the stories um, from friends where it's oh we started dating, but then they found out that I wasn't gonna just convert to their religion, and then it stopped, which would be a shame. But I think that for the most part, un- unless they're you know like oh Pentecostal, you have to come to my church every week. There's almost certainly not really a problem with you just sort of pursuing it the way that. You would pursue um, other women. I mean, Christians are people. So, what the? Hell? Yeah, it's really weird. The thing is, we disagree on so many things. Like, I play League of Legends. She plays Dota. I'm an atheist. She's a Christian. Uh, wait, do you? Uh, if you both play Dota, that's almost as strong as religion. You can bond over that. Honestly, I would say that um, it, it it totally depends on how much. Uh, being an atheist is pivotal to you being, you know, interacting with people. Because for me, if I was, you know, looking at a relationship with somebody now who is very, very religious, um, I don't think we'd have enough in common to to go. And and so, if that is the case, I would say, dude, sorry, man. Um, but at the same, um, I've met plenty of very happy, uh, you know, people who are dedicated and in marriages who who, who are. I mean, one is an atheist, one is a Christian. And so I know it can happen. It's just, it can be tough and it takes work. Yeah, so. we've got a lot in common, but I guess our interests are kind of uh, on the opposite sides. Uh, so, well, so she's, what, what I will say really... I, I'm not sure if she's ever dated before. That, that's, that's the thing. I, I'm not sure how um, closed up she is as a Christian because I've had... Like half a dozen girlfriends, and I've obviously slept with a, with a few more. And uh, today I went to her church, and she sings in the choir. And so I mm. I told her that I'm interested in doing that, and I really am. I generally like uh, choral music. I mean, that sort of things. I, I just so, so would you say that so that's a just as a as a like, as a quick question. Does she know or have any sort of inkling that you might be interested in in dating? I'm not sure. I mean, uh, the thing is, I I kind of uh, take different approaches with different girls, obviously, and so I'm trying to be pretty careful with her. Simon, if you're typing in the background, could you stop? It's really distracting. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Um, so 
what I mean, I, I don't know that as I, I feel like if you focus on things that you feel differently about, like religion or Dota, um, at the outset of your relationship that that can be a barrier. But if you're focusing on things that you have in common, um, that sort of seems like the best way to uh, build a relationship. And so I would say lean into that. But really, there's not an entirely different set of dating ideas uh, <laughs> behind dating a person who believes, right? Yeah, I guess uh, the thing is, I've never dated someone who was religious before, at least not as much as uh, this girl, because uh, I, I live in the capital. And yeah, yeah. I, I, Simon, I would say it's pretty secular here. Yeah, I, I would say um, that it's a lot of trouble. Um, if you want to do it, you know, go for it. If she wants to be with you, you can make it work. But if you are just looking at the pool. Um, Atheist girls are awesome, and I would highly, yeah, highly always. recommend you. Yeah. So, um, but I had so I, much I think fun. That's... Like we, we talked for a few hours on Friday about uh, the Bible, and I can't do that with any other atheists because they just don't care about uh, uh, discussing religion. <laughs> yeah. So you've made reference to at least no one as religious as she is. Is she how how religious is this uh, woman? Well, she sings in the choir every week at her, really? at her church. I mean, I, I dated someone who played the piano in the church every um, every week. Um, uh, and I think that worked out, you know, it worked out pretty well. There, there weren't problems in the relationship that stemmed from that. I mean, at the time, I, I wasn't an atheist activist, but um, yet, but... It sort of depends. I would say get to know her before um, you judge how religious she is. Although you you said that you read the Bible with her, so you have some idea of how religious, presumably. Well, no, no, we we just talked uh, yeah. over Discord. Okay. Okay. Well, um, well, that's I mean, a way of evaluating how much you have in common. So I would say yeah. go for it. Life give us, short. Give us a call back. Let us know what happens. Um, or you can hop yeah, on sure. and onto Facebook yeah. or one of our other many um, awesome social media. Uh, All the play, social medias. Because I'm, I'm sure people would be happy to talk to you and give you advice and let you know how things worked out in their lives. But Oh, just before I go. What's up? Um, from Alaska, I talked to a few people and I talked to a Muslim guy in Saudi Arabia who was weirdly enough uh, typing in a game lobby. He was linking a Muslim video <laughs> and saying that it was proof that the Quran is real. And also, Christmas in Bulgarian is literally called slaughter. Hmm. Dig it. Weird. All right. All right. Yeah. Okay, well, we're, we're going to move on to the next call, but right. uh, you take care, man. It was yeah. good to hear from you. Yeah, I'm okay. going to watch you on the YouTubes now. Sounds yeah. good. Bye. Hopefully the advice helps. All right. All right. Do we want to take... Um, let's take number six real quick. Let's take number six. Let's take number six. We Hello, Lehman. In South Korea. You're talking to Eric and Jamie. What is the fuck is up with the, the flat earth behind us, by the way? No. It's a flat no. earth. No. Shame. Yeah. No. There All we right. go. At least, right. at least my chestnuts wow. can rust. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lehman, sorry. You're Wait. talking to Eric and Jamie. How's it going? I'd like to point out that Eric is the one that yelled at the crew. So if you're going to put devil horns on either of us... 
Sorry. Lehman, what did you want to talk about today? Uh, actually, um, a lot I wanted to, to tell you, but I, I know you'll have a lot of calls to get to. But um, I do mm-hmm. want to say that I've been watching Talk Ethan for a year and a half, and uh, I've seen both of you mature so much in that time. Thank you, uh, thank man. You. That's really nice of you. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, I could explain a little bit in more detail if you wanted to, or if you're feeling a little well, is that, shy, that, that's fine. Well, I, I mean, I, I think we can reflect for a few minutes. Um, it's been a hell of a year, and I know that we've both grown as people a lot, and we're, we're really proud of it. Um, but yeah, go ahead, man. Oh, uh, Eric, I, I, I saw you, um, as a little bit too much of, um, trying to be a a people pleaser. And now, uh, you're a lot more confident and, um, you're making your arguments without, uh, worry about what the other person's feeling or, uh, being self-conscious about the way you're making your, your arguments or whatever. And <clears throat> sorry, I got a little bit of a cold. Mm. Uh, Jamie, uh, you, you, you still are flip flippant or at least humorous, but you used to be a little too flippant and yep. that kind of undercut, uh, your, your case with your interlocutor. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, more often than not, you're making profound and very persuasive points in a very personable manner. Dig it. Thank you, man. We really appreciate the feedback. That's nice. That's really, really nice. Um, yeah, I, I have noticed, and I'm actually always trying to find something to work on and I've noticed that I come off a little, um, snarky a little condescending now so i'm, I'm yeah. trying to trying to find a good happy balance there but we appreciate the yeah. the kind that's words mostly recently but yeah yeah um, we're all, we're all but, working all the yeah. time but what did you want to call in and talk about other than I that i am <clears throat> right uh i am uh an american living in south korea as an an english teacher mm. dig it i've been right. here for 11 years. Ooh, nice. Yeah. All right. And I did not expect to be here 11 years. Uh, but it's it's really, really grown on me. Um, I, I always find the, the language to have more things to, uh, to learn about. Mm-hmm. And um, I I have found that teaching is, is it's it's so much more of a calling to me than I I ever expected it to be. Whenever I first came here, yeah. Um, yeah. And what, what can we help um, with? Okay, so I I really enjoy teaching. So not just English, but just teaching. And um, I. I came across um, street epistemology about a, a year ago with um, Anthony uh, Magnabosco, and mm-hmm. I, I really, really respect the, um, the the work that he's been doing. And um, I, I've seen other uh, SE uh, YouTubers, uh, and uh, they 
they just they do a great job and um and i i see that as as teaching um in a very socratic method like so the asking the questions and they you ask a question in a way that they teach themselves basically mm-hmm. and uh i i want to do that but i can't figure out what i'm doing wrong uh I I go by the steps that I see the other people taking, but the the people that I'm talking to inevitably, uh, like they, they start out happy, like oh okay, and they're, they're talking about it, and I ask questions, and then it'll get to something like oh, are are feelings a, a good way to come to conclusions? And I'm like well, I, I think so. Then I'll give an example of you know I feel blah blah blah. And does that make it true? And I, like every single time I've had conversations, it's it's like I don't want to talk about it anymore. That that's most so, people. I mean, you can you can start the conversation, but honestly, most people really don't want to talk about religion. Um, it makes them uncomfortable, and in some cultures, it's uh, it's taboo. You know, including the one that we're in here in the United States, it's quite taboo. So, um, but see, yeah. that's that's the thing, though. I mean, like, I mean, if they start out, they they seem happy to discuss their religion or what they believe, mm-hmm. but during the course of the conversation, it's something that I'm saying, and I can't figure out what what it is that I'm doing. So that's that's making them so defensive. It's it's that you're talking to them about religion. That's actually a common sign that what you're doing is working. Um, so this is sort of why I point people to the actual the book rather than just the videos uh, that uh, instruct on SE. The videos are very good. Watching uh, Anthony's example is very good. But it may be obviously I'm not there seeing your talk. But there's a, there's a side piece of research. When in doubt, shout. Um, that's when you are actually starting to place doubt in a person's mind, their response becomes more emphatic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, I literally cannot recommend it strong enough or uh, too frequently enough. You should, you should read. Um, additionally, there's lots of resources online and you know communities on Facebook where you can sort of chat um, and, and share these things. Um, obviously, again, I, I haven't seen what you're saying, so it's it's possible that you're just telling them that they're like, hey, guess what? Your religion's bullshit. I don't know why they're getting angry. I doubt that that's the case. <laughs> um, in case you're wondering, that's not a good way of doing that. But um, I, I am not doing that. But that's great. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's 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 interesting because for a lot of people, yeah, they they're happy to share what they think, but nobody. Well, I'm not going to say nobody. I can't use those kinds of that kind of language. But yeah. most people, uh, when they become challenged with you know with a question to what they it's believe, all of a sudden, response. yeah, the the entire um, structure changes because it's no longer what do you think? Oh, I think this. Yeah. Why do you think? Oh shit! Now I have to actually do some yeah. work. Yeah. Um, so I, I think Jamie's absolutely on point. Um, Peter Bogosian's a Manual for Grading Atheists is a great book that kind of dives into that. So yeah. I, I, I've got to echo Jamie's point. 
Um, well, we hope that helps. I'm sorry, but we we kind of have set That's ourselves the, up in a yeah. bubble where people call us and yeah. want to talk. So, well, what I'll say is, yeah. Is, that's uh, that's almost the extent of what we can do to um, to advise on that point because uh, we're not explicitly regular practitioners of SE on the fair, air. Fair enough, but um, yeah. you know, I do in my spare time. I, I, but that's uh, I, I've just been um, I've been admiring the way you guys uh, approach the conversations, and uh, I've. I've been watching the atheist experience for longer. I don't know how many years. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, whenever I first started watching your show, I I had doubts. <laughs> no, I oh. don't want to make you feel bad. Like I no, did. no, we were pretty shitty actually. Uh, I had a stutter and a horrible nervous laugh, and yeah. Jamie and I compensated let- by never shutting up and interrupting. Yep, he like never that. let me talk. Uh, so actually, I cringe like crazy. But it's, yeah, I don't. I, we try. We we, I, we we try to get better. I can only go back and rewatch right. our first episode so many times. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I retroactively want to strangle Jamie, <laughs> yeah. but. Um, He's, uh, he's still my best friend, and I love him to death, and there's no one else I'd rather do this with, interrupting me or I, not. I've come to um, to look forward to Talk Heathen more than the atheist experience. Uh, well, it's my my Mondays. Like I, This is Monday mm. morning for me right now, 4 oh. a.m. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's, well, I, that's right. You're across the international day line. I forgot that. We're really happy that we can be a part of that for you, and thank you so much. That that really does mean a lot. Thank you, and thank you for sticking through it, and thank you for being patient while we had to get our crap together, and I hope that this time next year we're cringing at ourselves right now because yeah. we've got that much better. We we're probably trying. will be. Yeah. yeah, I can dig it. Well, I hope your, your understanding of yourselves and give yourselves a, a break is uh, any... Any improvement over an extended period of time will will look drastic with with enough of that time. Yeah, cheers. To it's that, almost man. like how the only difference between supposed micro and macro evolution is time. Exactly, that's yeah. a can of worms. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to get right. arguments from Lehman no worries, about. Lehman. Thank right. you for calling in, and yeah. thank you so much for your kind words, and um, we appreciate you, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for making a great show. Keep it up, guys. We'll do. We'll do our best. And what I will say is, we actually have a bunch of open lines right now. So, atheist or theist or theist, yeah. call in and especially tell us theist. What's up. I mean, we love our yeah. atheist uh, listeners and watchers, yeah. but so if, you're if, if you want to see that argument, or an atheist or a theist, you should call in. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, out of six lines, we just shot through three, so we've got three open lines. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to get into Rob. We lost yeah, yeah. another theist caller because they waited Let's too long. Let's get it. into Rob. Rob in Long Island. In Long Island, you're on the air. Hey. Hey, how's it going, Mr. Murphy? Good, Adrian good. Boone. We can hear ourselves Mr. in the Rob. background, though. You yeah. Know, if you have the live stream up, you might want to. You got to mute turn that down. Yeah. It's okay. No, it's all good. So, what did you want to talk about today? Uh, the question. I just wanted to make sure the fra- uh, phrasing of uh, Mr. Boone's question was: How do I tell if the Book of Eric is true? Compared to the, to my holy Bible, yes, sure. That's I mean, correct phrasing. Um, so here, let me let me let me yeah, state it more broadly so that we can use probably more useful phrasing, which is 
How can you determine whether or not a holy book is a reliable source of information? And how can you tell that that holy book is true when other holy books are untrue? How can you distinguish between them? Um, The Holy Bible is, let's say, the pinnacle of God's uh, creation in the world, of all the other religions of which he oversees. Is that a satisfying answer? Not even a little bit. So that's, that's the statement that we're trying to determine whether or not it's true. Yeah. Right. So, what what uh, method did you use to come to the conclusion that that was true? Uh, <laughs> we're going back to linear history. Well, no, we're not. Um, because okay, hold on, okay. uh, yeah, I, I I want to actually stop that because yeah, that I could do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted by the background. If yeah, you, uh, yeah, this is the original background before we actually settled yeah. well, on our logo. We should be looking at the camera. Uh, I know, Rob. So here's the deal. Yeah. Um, giving the history, we get, right? We talked about it before and we went down a whole bunch of rabbit trails and we kept missing the point. Yeah. And the point is what tool are you using, right? Not what is the history of X, Y, and Z, but how do you know it is true, true. right? And we can actually give you good examples of tools, right? Jamie, do you Uh, want to help give examples of tools? Well, no, I'd like to say, what tool did you use? Question mark. Well, you're actually, you're taking away one of my tools if I can't use history, but you use, you often refer to that. I use, I talk in a circle, which is, which is fine because the purpose of the Holy Bible is to bring heaven back on earth. So if you look at you, if you want to take history as a linear and turn it into a circle, we are going to revert back to what once was. And that is the prophecy of the Bible. Do you know what a deepity is, Rob? That's what? A deepity. A deepity? Uh, deepity? Yeah, go, go ahead. What is, do you mean definition? A, a deepity is something that sounds very profound, but Isn't ultimately it? means nothing. Um. That right there, how did that lend at all to your case or to the conversation? It just, uh, like, it, it it doesn't, you know? And, and I'll tell you why, again, yeah. history, the way you're presenting it, does not point to the Bible being true, right? Do you remember my example about Spider-Man last time you called in? Who's Spider-Man? The comic book character. A comic book character? Is he... Spider-Man's his name? Yeah. Okay. He's a superhero. He's kind of like Superman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, except uh, uh, teenage and... There's, there's some differences, but yeah. he's a superhero. But, but there's, there are, you know, Spider-Man is in New York City. And so I can point to New York City and say New York City exists, therefore the Spider-Man in the comic exists because Spider-Man's in New York City, right? And so if you can point to a historical place and say, see, look, you know, this place existed, therefore God or Jesus was there and did miracles, right? That doesn't follow. And I'm giving, that's an example of why that doesn't follow, right? So when you give Uh, these accounts- Jerusalem exists. And so does New York. So does New York, yeah. Actually, a great prophecy has been fulfilled. Rob? Jerusalem is now once again the capital of Israel. I'm actually pretty sure that you just waited your turn and well, cued I, in on I a... Think, I think it's, it's that he... On a, there's, there's a point like, being made here, Rob. That's, so, you know, it's just it's so, a matter quick. So here's the thing. There is a history of the now state of Texas with which I'm relatively familiar. Um... 
the it was once a, a state of Mexico or or New Spain at one point as well. Um, and then there was a war for independence. It became an independent state, and then it was annexed into the United States. The reason that we know this is true is not that there's a textbook that says it. The reason that we know this is true is that there are historians and anthropologists and uh, archaeologists that have records, that have physical evidence that these things are true. What is the physical evidence that, for example... I mean, pick your favorite story in the Bible. Any of it actually happened. Hmm. Israel exists. Christianity is flourishing. Hold on. Um, ooh, so ooh, 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 Rob. You, oh, oh, no, you gave that last time, and we went through why that's bullshit. No, it's a bullshit answer, Rob, and we told you why it's a bullshit answer. Do you remember? I used the popularity claim. Yeah, no, it's not you a popularity the, claim. Okay, so if something it, flourishes, does that make it true? Excuse me? If a thing flourishes, does that make it true, right? So if I start my religion, right, I, I'm going to keep using this as an example because it does not get you there, right? If I use my religion and I say the book of Eric is true and I help a bunch of people, we talked about this before, that doesn't make my book true. So why would you continue to use that as a reason to think that that's true, right? That is another tool in your toolbox. That is a bad tool that we've talked about already, Rob. I can so, understand. You, you know, how many tools do you think a person has in their toolbox? No, let's, if can, let's... If you keep saying, if, okay, excuse me, if you keep saying you can't use the hoe, you can't use the spade, mm -hmm. you can't use the hammer... Right. How many tools does a person have to use? Because these are all legitimate tools. They're not. They're so not. The, the point that there he just made... There are nations that are nations that are built upon religion. Yeah, and, that, that yeah. and some of those nations are built on Islam. Does and that make Islam the true religion? Islam was... We know he was... Muhammad worshipped God. It's in the beginning of the Quran. Yeah, God okay. So father. there have been nations that were built on Hinduism. Does that make Hinduism the real religion? It makes it a religion. If it okay, so does it mean the that the claims of that religion, does that mean that the claims of that religion about the physical world, about reincarnation, about Jesus not being the savior that erased original sin, because there is a nation built on that, does that make those statements true? Reincarnation, that's another topic. No, no, really don't have no. See, so here's here's what keeps happening, Rob. Is we give an example to demonstrate a point, and you refer to the example. The point we are making is that saying something like there is a nation built on this idea, therefore the idea is true, is not a reliable argument. Okay, I can understand that. Okay, I, uh, but the answer I would reply to is if you if you could suck all the religions off the world with a with a mighty vacuum, if you had one. What would be left? Human beings. Helping each other, being kind, because yeah. that's the right thing to do. Um, so let's... You would assume that if without the... You're saying without any religions in the world, the world would be a better place. Oh, you'd have way less places for bigotry to hide. You'd have way less reasons for people to deny their own family. You have, you'd have way less reasons for things like honor killing, Rob. Yeah, dude. It would be a much better place. All those things place. exist in a, in a world without religion. And it's those one less excuse. In the world without religion. It is one less excuse. No. No. Try again, buddy. Um, but let's, let's dig back in because, again, 
you're getting off topic. You asked, what tools do you need? Yeah. Right? And so, we want to give you those. We want to tell you like to what talk tools to you actually work. The, the tools you're, you're using. So you've, you've agreed that, at least I believe, that a nation was founded on this idea is not a reliable way of determining that that idea is true. We, we went through that a moment ago. So, no, I didn't agree. I said it has a religion. If it's if it's yeah. a religion that is works, the religion true? Law, Are the statements yes, in the religion it's, it's true? It's manifested. Okay, so reincarnation exists, and Jesus isn't the savior, and also he is because the nation of the Vatican was founded on that religion. Can two contradictory things both be true at the same time? Yes, they can. And if you would look at it, there's a lot of Christians over in that country, and there's a lot of a lot of okay. Christians, lot so of Chinese now we need to talk about actually they have churches that okay. belong cool right in their uh, great and and there are Buddhists here in America that people like to say is a Christian nation or whatever. Now we have to talk about whether or not two things that are logically contradictory can be true at the same time. They because can go aside. no. He said contradictory. No, contradictory. Can okay they coincide? No. no, they don't. So here's the here's here's a plainer example. Um, Joseph Smith, uh, you know the the beginning of the the Mormon faith started in 1823. Before that, hundreds of years before that, the Islamic faith claims that Muhammad is the final prophet, and no other prophets will come after him. The Mormon faith claims that Joseph Smith is a prophet. Joseph Smith came after Muhammad. Is it possible for both of these faiths to be saying true things? I would say no. I would say... Exactly. So, how can we determine whether either of these is accurate? And remember, that's not your only choice. Yeah. Right? You can also say anything else. Yeah, so... At most, one, and possibly neither of them are true. How could we determine whether or not one of them is true? I'm go, uh, how do you determine that? Uh, numbers. Once again, how well is it doing? Like, we know the Mormons are always okay. being brought so, into court for having multiple wives and, and abuse of children and stuff. It comes through the years. So right there, you see a floor in the religion. Those no. things are also true of Islam, but w- one of the things that I will address is the number of people that believe a thing, right? Do you think that oh, that, is a, typically. that is a... So what, what you said is, oh, how is it doing, right? Do yeah. you think that people can believe something that is not true and also still have lots of children and persuade other people of something that is not true? Um, has Mormonism grown? No. Has Hinduism grown? Does not really. Mo- both Mormonism and Islam have grown, and at the present moment, Islam is larger with something like 1.6 billion people. And do you think that everyone should convert to Islam right now? No, I would say no. Why not? Why not? It's a flawed philosophy. It's a okay. flawed nature. So, but there's lots of people that believe it. Is lots of people believe it a reliable way of determining whether or not something is true? No, I would say not. Cool. So, n- then we return to the question. If we have both Islam and Mormonism making contradictory claims, how can we determine if either of them is true? 
Uh, I would say you'd have to take the good with the, take away the good from the bad. No, no, no. So what we're talking about are truth claims. How can we determine if Joseph Smith was a prophet? How can we determine if Muhammad was a prophet? And failing those two things, why would we not conclude that neither of them were a prophet? I would say they were both prophets that just uh, went astray a little bit. I mean, it's why would you say that to go astray? Wait, why? Why would you say that? Uh, because that's man's nature. That's our duality of no, no, no. nature. We've been so why would you not say? Well, it is the nature of human beings to claim that they are prophets from time to time. Both of them were false prophets. Why is that not your conclusion? Just out of curiosity. Ultimate, ultimate result. The mid, uh, the Middle East was in turmoil. They had, uh, they had already experienced. They had already experienced the. They've already experienced the miracle of God that pretty much created a civilization. You, you, right in front no, Rob, Rob, dude, Rob, you. So I don't even know how you can make sense of life, man, around you. Your reasoning is so ass backwards, and I'm trying so hard, man. I really, really, legitimately am. But listening so, to you talk to Jamie, you're not even responding to his questions as much as you are speaking around things. And so as not to, it, it, it's almost like you're actively yeah. avoiding giving a real answer. Really, what you're not, what you're really doing as as an atheist community, is that you're drawing attraction to people who are pretty much neither religious or not religious. So it's a popularity contest here. You want you your your attraction is well. This is a topic that's controversial. Un, uh, Christ, Christ is unprovable. The God of Israel is unprovable. The Muhammad uh, Muhammad the prophet is unprovable. Actually, no, I, Rob, it's, it's, if it was provable, actually, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, right. And if that God was around or gave enough of a shit, you think yeah. that God would be make it able so that we could prove them? Because what you're saying is, in the absence of evidence, I don't know, therefore popularity contest? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to follow you, dude, but I don't know which trail you're moving down. Help me. Yeah, yeah. My trail is a trail that Christians and most religions work with. It is our job to bring, keep God in the hearts of people to... Help yeah. people navigate life and protect themselves. Yep, that's a that's a doctrine of your religion. So here's what I will say: is why are you not a Muslim? There are more Muslims than Christians in the world. Even if you combine all of the various Christian religions, why have you not converted? I have no reason to. I might, my, but they're winning the popularity the contest. If it's a popularity contest, Christianity is losing right now. Islam is winning. Why are you not a Muslim? Um, because. Because that's not how you made your decision. Yes, no, I make my decision. By yeah, not by popularity contest, because if it was by popularity contest, you would be a Muslim. Why is Muhammad popular right now? Give me a reason why Muhammad's popular. No, because we're not Muslim and we don't give a fuck. Rob. Because religious indoctrination can be effective in changing people's minds. And also, that doesn't... Yeah, that, when they're poor and hungry. Okay, this is a rabbit trail, though. Yes, yeah, and also when they're rich and well-educated. Well, that's the controlling power. What do you, you know, we all, okay, we all know... Okay, so, so perfect, Rob. Exactly. Religious indoctrination can change people's minds and make them believe something that is not true. That is the conclusion of what you've just said. 
because okay. religious indoctrination, religious indoctrination has made people believe in Islam. And you've said, oh, why is it? Here are reasons why it's not. So presumably, the specific claims of Islam, Muhammad uh, is the, the last prophet, there is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet, and Ali is his friend if you're uh, not uh, Sunni. So presumably, that specific claim about this is the one religion, no other religions matter, is a religion is a religious claim that you don't accept. So I, can, I need to counter that, though. Okay, do you accept that religious claim? Yes, I do, because all okay. the people that you are saying that are the followers of Muhammad, you're making it. You're making an assumption. These are a vastly unhappy people. No, I'm not. Because so again. Why are you not a Muslim? If you accept the religious claims of Islam, why are you not a Muslim? Do you understand what accept religious claim is? Rob, right now you're on hold. So a moment ago I said the claims of the doctrines of Islam, we'll say Sunni Islam just specifically, are there is one God, it is Allah. This is how you serve him. There are no other gods, period. Is that a claim that you believe is true? And if it is, then all the other religions are false. Do you believe the claim that there is one God, that it's Allah, and the, the specific things outlined in Islam is how to serve him? Yes or not yes? God has many names. Okay. No. That, so, 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 Rob, in your answer, you have given me your answer. You have given me your answer, which is... No, unless you're talking about the 99 approved names of God in Islam. If you're saying there are many names, it's Vishnu, it's Jesus, then you are not a Muslim. You do not accept the claims of Islam. Great. So now you have to say that Islam is not a religion that accurately describes God, that Islam is not true. I would have to say it's uh, it's it's a, it's it's at a disadvantage. Let's put it that okay, way. So okay, so there are claims in Islam that are false. This is something yeah. that we have established that you believe are false. I also believe they're false, but for for a different reason. Okay, are there claims in Christian doctrine, presumably that you hold true, like that are false? Um, see, since I it's the Holy Bible is my book. That is my specialty. I can fill the holes that you guys create. Okay, so why is it your book? Why is it your book? And I would fill those holes for you. Why is it your book? Oscar is given to me by my father. Okay. Everybody's father. So I can exactly. say it's my book. Exactly. Right. And there are actually millions of people named Muhammad because they're the firstborn son in an Islamic family where Allah and you know the 99 acceptable names of God were given to them by their father. Is the fact that something was given to you by your father a reliable means for people in the world to determine what is true about religious claims? Yes. Okay, so if you follow that through, then you would have to say that both Muhammad is the last prophet and also Joseph Smith that came after him was a prophet. Do you see how these two things cannot be true at the same time? Yes, I can. Okay, so given that Mormons are told by their father that Joseph Smith was a prophet and that Muslims are told by their fathers Muhammad was the last prophet— can you see how just because your father tells you is not a reliable way of determining whether or not a claim is true? Okay, I will explain it this way. Yes, 
Those are the last prophets for a Mormon. That is the last prophet, Muhammad, for that. No. For them. N- Jesus is Jesus no. is still coming. We still have okay. the final. Cool. Do you realize the that say. the claims of Islam are Muhammad is the last prophet, period. There are no other gods. Do you realize that the claims of Islam are Mormonism is a false religion, Christianity is a false religion, Judaism, they've got it wrong. Do you see how uh, we, they cannot be right about what God is or wants at the same time that Mormons are right about what God is or wants? They are both attempting to describe the universe. They're describing it in contradictory ways. At least one of them is wrong, possibly both. Are you following yeah, me so far? I say both. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, just not like I agree. I agree. So... Some of the reasons that people in Islam and some of the reasons that that people that are Mormons give for you should believe my religion, it's true, are it's passed down and there's holy revelation. Do you think that it's passed down in families and it's holy revelation are reliable ways of determining what is true, given that fact? It's uh, too broad a statement. You'd have to you'd have to give it to me line by line. Okay, so I'm, I'm an expert in the Holy Bible, not every other book. Okay, so to be clear, then presumably you would believe that the Quran and the the teachings of Islam are, at the very least, a failed attempt to describe God. Once again, it's it's too broad. A, it's too broad a statement. It's it's actually kind of specific. Um, so if you believe the claims of Christianity, that there is one God in three parts if you accept the Trinity, and that there is original sin, and that Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of that, then other things that contradict that would be false. Right? Um, if I hand you a yeah, ball, I I and it's red, and someone says it's blue... Real quick, yeah. Yeah, okay. So... You have specific religious claims. So earlier in this call, you were talking about how, well, no, two things that are making contradictory claims can both be true. And you seem to have a, a somewhat, seemed to have a somewhat loosey-goosey hold on whether or not other religions have true things to say about God. And now it seems like we've clarified that, no, the uh, the claims that Christianity or specific version of Christianity that you practice are accurate claims about God and others are not. So I think at this point, we can get to the specific claims that you have about God, given, assuming that you and I can agree that at the very least, all of the other religions except for the one you believe are false. Did right? you ever think it was a reason that... Respond to Jamie first, Rob. So, so um, like uh, yeah, I, said, I do think it, because I think it's human nature. The Holy Bible is the God of the world. Okay, cool. So the other I God, the, the other religious claims are false. Um, some parts are, some parts aren't. Depends where you come from. What no. are the necessities no. so, in that so area? Here's, yeah. here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. I'm I'm kind of with you, depending on exactly what you mean, until you say it depends on where you come from. Either there is one God or or there is a different number of gods. One God above all God. All right. Do you believe there is more than one God? I believe he showed himself to different continents for different uh, different okay. aspects so, of himself for so, different reasons. All right. But there's one. Right? Is that your belief? Yes. That there is only one God? That's correct. Okay, so 
claims in versions of Hinduism where they say there are multiple gods are false. God has multiple personalities. Yes, but when they say there are separate beings that are different gods, would you agree with me that they are wrong? Um, I would say God granted them the ability to have that religion unto themselves. Because yes, that's but what are they correct about existence and the universe? Do you care whether or not it's true? It's correct. Okay, no. So what you have just said is there is one God except no, there can be two. Have there ever been any other gods except the one you believe in? Obviously, we just discussed it. He has he has the ability to uh, be in a lot of different places and yeah, characterize so himself in a you, lot of different you ways. You believe that there is one entity that can present himself as multiple entities, right? Yes. So that would be either either logically, you would have to believe that for for one reason or another, claim religious claims about there being two or more separate gods would be false would be wrong all one god talking to a different group of people in a different that's way. it that is a that is a spiritual explanation for why people that claim that are wrong hmm? right so presumably when a person says to you i believe that there is more than one god that is a statement that you would disagree with and then you could go on to say no that's god tricking you into believing that there's more than one god it depends who you know. You're talking to me. I can I can yeah. assimilate into. So so here's what I'm here's thing. here's where I think we are, Rob. People make different claims about the existence of a god. Those claims cannot all be true. They can all be false, but they cannot all be true. I understand that if I ask uh, a Muslim about God, that they will say that no, Allah is God. Uh, there are no other gods. I understand that if I ask a Mormon about Joseph Smith, that they will say that he is a prophet. I understand that if I ask a Muslim about Joseph Smith, that they will say he is not a prophet. But just because a person believes it, just because a billion people believe it, does not mean that it is accurate, doesn't mean that it's true. Um, I, you're, you're, what you're saying, all right, I need to correct what I'm thinking here. Okay. Once again, God gave everybody part of him. Says you. Every people, every race of people have a fundamental difference. How it can be explained, I don't know, but it's true. So God lets... I don't know, but it's true is the... It, no, that is the thesis so I, of this entire conversation, Rob. Yeah. Do you get that? That is the thesis of this entire conversation. I don't know, but it's true. No, I do know. I'm telling you. No, you're, you're telling me I don't know. Okay, so so honestly, it has pissed off our our producer enough that he put up a, right. a, a a a screenshot of Christopher Hitchens saying that which can be asserted without evidence can be dismissed without evidence. And so here's what we do, Rob. Good. Okay, is there anything in the Bible that you think is not the Word of God? Um, the Holy Bible? No, I don't. No, I think I can no. fill all those holes. Yeah. Do you think you can fill all of those holes? Old Testament and yeah. New. So, so if I point to the book of Leviticus and I talk about all of the heinous things that you're supposed to do to people because they don't follow the right rules, um, you think that those? Do you think those are still in effect? 
I need to say, well, um, yeah, I know Muhammad took it to to the tops, but the word blasphemy, I found that I found out. I asked you about Leviticus, Rob. This is no, Rob. I asked you about Leviticus. Do you yeah. know the book of Leviticus? Uh, not off the yes. Okay, okay yeah, you're not supposed to wear mixed fabrics. Right, you're not supposed to. Um, it, it's, I mean, eat really, shellfish. yeah, you're not supposed to eat shellfish. There are just tons and tons of these in here. And right? Do you think do those you are think, commandments? Yeah. Do you know why those things are in there? No, I want you to give me a yes or no before you yeah. can give me an example. Yes, I believe them. They were the mitzvahs because God was creating miracles for them. They had to perform physical mitzvahs for Him to keep creating. So stoning your daughter with rocks is a mitzvah. That I don't look. You have stoning somebody isn't exactly what you think it was. No. It oh was, no, they didn't. Well, they didn't pass him a bong, Rob. Off the top of my head, I remember the verse: If, <coughs> if your son or daughter is an out, is a drunkard and blasphemy, you place your hands on his head, you bring him out and stone him to death. Yeah. And the next line is. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. If a man kills somebody, he shall be stoned to death. Now, the stoning they're talking about is literally taking a kid out into the street and yelling at him, telling him he's a bad kid, and ignoring him. There's two different kinds of mentality here, the physical and the... the, uh, I wish wish that bullshit was true, Rob, but it's not. And people still get stoned to death today. Yeah. Right? That's, so, I yeah, I've so, heard so I want you to give me a direct answer, right? You are reading into things and you cannot get away from that. You are reinterpreting your holy book. Now, I want you to tell me without your Rob's reinterpretation, is that the inerrant word of God? Should yes. I follow in Leviticus how to get slaves? No, that's in Genesis. Sorry. Should I follow in Leviticus to kill people um, if, if, I, if they follow one of these many, many uh, sins, right? These, discre- the, these digressions that mean nothing nowadays, right? Should I follow that? Yes or no? I have to read Leviticus. You have to give me a direct line. I just gave you an ex- explanation of one of the verses I read where the blasphemy, the child was taken out and he was publicly humiliated sure. and ignored until yeah. he spiritually so, died. Here's, here's Stoned to death. For a tooth for a tooth and so when it, when, when it commands death for things, explicitly using the word death, signifying capital punishment, if this is the inerrant word of God, presumably that means that putting someone to death for something at the commandment of God is morally just. How about you give me the, uh, the line and so the chapter? In a moment, Eric is going to read you a line in a chapter. If there is a commandment from God to stone someone to death, is that what we must do? Let's, in, in the meantime, let's see this in the live chat. Give me your favorite uh, line from Leviticus. Yeah. So, so no, no, no. You, it's not a spiritual thing to take someone to the edge of town and hit them with rocks until they die. That I need to see because I see okay. you guys discern so, things. Here's what I will say. Even if, it, even if it's not in the Bible, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. If the Bible says take someone to the edge of town and kill them, should we take someone to the edge of town and kill them? Again, I'm saying uh-huh. Did if. Did kill somebody else? <laughs> I don't no, no, no. If, kill somebody else? Yeah. Okay, so that sounds like a yes. Would God ever command the death of someone unjustly? 
No. Okay, so if God commands you, kill someone, that is a just thing to do. God would, I don't think God would ever tell me to do yeah. that. It's if God job. did, would it be just and would you do it? Uh, no. I'll, first of all, he would never tell me to do that. That's not if my place God in did. life. That's other so, people's jobs. Yeah, if, the, if, know, God said, why, if God said the world is corrupt and I call upon you, my child, my follower, my true believer, go forth and kill this specific person, would you go forth and kill that specific person? No, I'd have to discern that as an evil spirit, my friend. I'd have to discern that as... How can you tell the difference between an evil spirit and a commandment from God? A spirit's a bad word. I'd have to say that's a mental illness if somebody thinks somebody's told them to go out and kill somebody. I I actually want to bring this back around here, okay? Yeah. Uh, Leviticus 2013 was the most popular. Uh, If a man lies with a male as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination... They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Leviticus 20, 13. Again, I'll read it. Yeah, I'm waiting. Hold on. If a man lies with a male as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Wait. I'm not lying to you, man. I, I had to look well, it up. I'm not. You, I need to, to see the preceding. Listen, you're taking a line. I need to see the preceding and the after. after uh, uh, sure. Line, the one before right? is, if a man lies with his daughter-in-law, both of them shall surely be put to death. They have committed perversion. Their blood shall be upon them. Let me give you the one afterward. If a man marries a woman and her mother is... And her mother, it is wickedness. They shall be burned with fire, both he and they, and that that there may be no wickedness among you. Give me the line. Give me the exact lines again. Twenty thirteen. He also read twenty twelve, which is if a man lies with a daughter, kill him. And twenty thirteen, which is if a man uh, marries someone and also marries his mother-in-law. That's fourteen. Kill him. Yep. Is fourteen. Sorry, fourteen. Um, thirteen is if a man lies with a man kill them. Yep. Uh, if a man mates with an animal, kill them. Yeah, so the context is, here's a list of things that if people do, if a woman, you have to kill them. If a woman fucks an animal, you kill her and the animal. And the animal. That's, what, what did the animal do? Um, if a man fucks his sister, kill them. Yeah. So, um, I mean, given that context, right? where's the justification for that? Do we follow that right now in 2018? Yes or no? No, we don't. And okay, we so here's what we're going to do. Why not? Right? It, so why this should we not Bible. follow the word of God? Okay. I want you to listen because you're going to hear it before the others do, right? We take it mm-hmm. when it's not good and we throw it away. I hold a better Bible now than I did a second ago. Do you want me to go to the next uh, line? Because I can tell no, you, you right, now right now that the Bible is a lot better the more pages you take out. So, here's the deal. Until you can justify it, until you can actually justify it, why are you putting yourself in pretzels, Rob? Uh, honestly, I'm we've been on pretzel. this call for I'm forty just, minutes. We're talking, um, we're talking about some. We're talking about a, a region over uh, a few thousand years ago, in which violence was all around. In which God commanded people to kill people. Did those are the words of God? If he that, said. If they do this, kill them. 
if that God hasn't changed, then yeah. you still have to follow it. And if that God has changed, then you're going to need to justify it. You're saddled with the hardest fucking thing, yeah. dude. That's not what the Bible says. No. And, you know, Christ, honestly... Christ um, changed the law. No, you not honestly... A tittle. So, yeah. Of the law Thank shall you. be changed. Oh, and he didn't, say, he didn't say he came to get rid of it. He said he came to fulfill it, right? If, if we put into the United States law, right, that uh, speeding will get you a ticket, you'll get pulled over by a police officer. Does that mean that if I get pulled over by a police officer, that officer has fulfilled the law so there will be no more uh, speeding tickets? No. The, I, but, but it doesn't even matter because you've shown us over and over that you do not care about what is real. About what? You do not care about what is true. And if you did then you need to look back at this because we're let me show you what a good tool is because you've been you we've had bad tools on parade right here's a good tool follow the evidence wherever it leads here's a good tool don't start with the answer first right here's a good tool be ready to be wrong because when you are corrected you get to learn more true things about the world right here's a good tool if you find something and think that it is true, go and test it, right? Here's another good tool. If it's unfalsifiable, right? Do you know what unfalsifiable means? I don't even care. I'll explain it, right? If something is unfalsifiable, that means that it cannot be proven true or false, right? Do, do we live with tested. brains in vats, and right? If it can't be tested, if we can't actually show whether it's true or not, then we're stuck. But that doesn't mean that you get to assert whatever you want. Sir, you have called in numerous times saying that the Garden of Eden was at the original site of the pyramids, right? I wish I had another Bible so I could rip that one out too because you, you are creating your own religion. You're bouncing around between different places and I don't know how to help you anymore. All I know is I'm frustrated as fuck and I'm ready to move on. You ready? Bye, Mr. Ready? Murphy. Cool. Cool. Done? Feel free to call back. To Peace out, Boy Scout. All right. So what I will say is, yeah, uh, I feel like that may be the most, uh, I'm, I'm going to use the phrase epistemologically challenged, but epistemologically challenged caller we've had so far. I uh, Honestly. At one point in time in the call, I said, can two things that are logically contradictory be true at the same time? And he proceeded by initially saying yes and then trying to talk about these things. Like, yeah. no. Like, your book describes that the other... Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to say that we're here because we want to know true things. Yep. We want to have conversations with people and we want to meet them where they're at. Rob, I don't know how we can help. And I... Honestly, dude, I, I, it may seem disingenuous. Yeah. I care, but holy crap, there's only so much that we're going to subject our, our viewers to. Yeah. And I think my favorite part of that was he's like, well, I need to see the preceding and following ones. He didn't use the word context, but that's where he was going. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yep. It's a, you, and you were like, yeah, let me read them to you. It's, oh, if he, if he sleeps with his daughter, kill him. Oh, if, he, if a man marries his mother-in-law uh, as well. Which yeah. is like, you know, don't date two generations. If a woman, uh, it, it, then kill him. If it's a, a woman list fucks of, a donkey, kill them yeah, both. It's, it's a list of, if they do this, kill them. If they do that, kill them. If they do this, kill them. If they do that, kill them. There's your fucking context. Yeah. So. You killed it, man. 
No, you you nailed it while I went ran out and grabbed that yeah. Bible. So well, here's I, so here's the deal. I, I could only um, I can explain tomorrow, it to him, but I can't understand it for him. Yeah. So we, we've got some awesome callers that are waiting on the line. We have one theist, and for the longest time, Rob was the only religious caller in the queue. So if people say you need to get you know better religious callers, or how come you're only cherry picking? We get who calls in. So if you have a strong view, if you have a, a strong argument for the existence of a God, call in. That's how we talk to them. That's how we talk to people. We can't force yeah. people to call in. But, you know. We're not to, cherry yeah. picking, oh, let's go find the worst. Call. We're taking the callers as they come. Tell Ray Comfort to call in. If he calls in, I'm going to take his call. Yeah, absolutely. But tomorrow's Christmas Eve. And he's way more polite than me. Um, and so I, I, I really want to take a moment before we move on to the next call. Right. I want to say thank you um, for making this an amazing year. Um, we've, we've got a lot to go still. I'm still going to thank... Actually, you know what? Let's thank the patrons right Let's thank now. Thank the patrons. And while you're pulling that up, I will say there are lots of uh, people that are uh, donating money to the Bible Fund. And we have the Viking that just gave us $100 with the instruction. <laughs> Tear up another one. I think we have another. Yeah, can we one. get another Gideon's from can the back there? dibs on, on this one? Sure. Or do you want to do it? I already got my chance. While you yeah. do that, I will read some. Uh, some Is there a particular so place I first, should start? Um, start from the beginning. No. Neil, thank you for being our top patron. Um, I, I absolutely loved that uh, you've been able to help out so much, and I really, really appreciate it. Nando Gonzalez, our second patron, Thank our second you. highest patron. This is for you. Alex Watts, our third highest patron. Thank you. Philip May, our fourth highest patron. Thank you. And our fifth highest patron at $15 an episode is Tom Hubbard. Tom. Thank you. Oh, let's 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 get some camera on camera here. So here's the deal. It's your donations that make it make it make this possible. It's yeah. the oh, support a fire that makes for this me possible. to throw it into. And if it was <laughs> if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for your, your donations and your support, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able, be to, able to do this. So thank you so much. We're gonna continue to Expose bad ideas and try and make it a little better, just like Jamie's improving upon his book. Um, you, te- you can too. Please, if you want, would like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash talkheathen to me. That's patreon.com slash talkheathen to me. You ready? Actually, I just talked out, knocked out my... Uh my earbuds with this. All right. Well, actually, while you continue, let's get just yeah. a couple more things. Yeah. Right? I, was uh, say, I think I've gotten most of the genealogies. I would That's like, just for having to read them in school. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I would love to thank our social media team. I would love to thank the amazing faces that we see, both regulars and people who come from all over to be in the live studio audience. Thank you, live studio audience. <laughs> We're halfway through the show. Stick around. We're just saying thank you. I want to give a special thank you to those people in the booth that are making this happen. Our producer, our audio engineer, our running the calls. I mean, we've got some amazing people back there. Thank you. It's one and two dollar donations that make this happen. Yeah. Thank I mean, you. if you know someone who's super duper rich and also an atheist, we're happy <laughs> to have them donate a bunch of money as well. 
But up until this point, it is you that's making this happen. Thank you. So emphatically tearing up the Bible, I knocked out my... All right. So let's move on to Steve in Arkansas. Steve, you're live with Eric and Jamie. Hey, man. Hey, boys. How's it going? Good, man. Good. We, we, we got some donations in the live chat that I'm incredibly grateful for. Eric, I didn't even see it. I just lost my yeah, mind Eric, a little bit. Eric, uh, Eric um, beat me to tearing up a Bible on the air, so he should be pretty happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, Merry Christmas for whatever the fuck that's worth. You know? Hey, I celebrate he, Christmas. He, Thank you. Merry he Christmas loves Friday. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Oh, so, Eric, do you remember me saying something to you this week? Uh, in a message about yeah. that guy, Rob? Yeah, you sent me you sent me a, a bunch of messages this week and said that you had a really good argument for the existence of a God, even though you don't necessarily believe in it. And that was really intriguing so much that we held a spot for you. And so we're really happy that you're here. What would you like to talk about or, or how would you like to yeah. present this? You got an argument in favor of this thing? Right. You know, what? here's the deal. I've been thinking a lot about it and I wouldn't necessarily call it an argument per se because... I'm in a position where I'm like midway through my deconversion here, oh. and uh, if you can, if you can put, if you could put milestones on it, that is something which yeah. obviously you can't. But it's a long um, journey. But I don't really profess. Go ahead. What? Oh, I was just saying it's a long journey. There's probably a lot of milestones. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, so basically, like I don't profess to um, you know believe in anything con- concretely. So I don't feel as though I have any sort of like real backing to argue for this. I'm just more or less curious uh, about what you guys think. So I'm more or less just picking your brains. Yeah. So here we go. <laughs> I, I didn't know how I was even going to like word it. So if I, if I stumble, you know. It's all right, brother. You're doing great. That's all right. Okay, so here's what I want to do. I wanna, I'm going to say two words, okay? And then after I say those two words... Eric, you get to go first, and I want you to tell me where you think I'm going with this shortly. I, I, I would, um, just because of the amount of time we have left in the show, I don't know how many games we can play. We'll do our best, but it's I'd not, really it, like it to It won't take long. It will, it'll be real fast. Okay, go ahead. Real fast. Okay, Susan Boyle. <laughs> Susan Boyle, the, the woman who, yeah. uh, with the I amazing dream, dream and time gone by. That yeah. one. The singer, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, go ahead. What do you think? I, Real quick, your your quickest five word answer. What you think I'm going to say? I think she's a, a, a good singer. I, I don't know, man. What do you got? Do you okay. count contractions? Because I was going to say I don't think she's God. <laughs> if that's where this is going, yeah, I, 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 I'm I don't know, man. Okay, so basically, what my argument is then is elite talent. The spectrum. I, by which humans operate in the world, not only just on a day-to-day acts of daily living uh, way, but also in our innate ability to transcend all of our peers by miles sometimes and somewhat naturally from even young childhood prodigy, um, to me, speaks of something much more divine about us as opposed to all the other if you want to say, for lack of a better word, creation, because they all act within a very small spectrum of performance for all these things. Whereas, like, you know, some dogs might be better at doing tricks, but they're still just fucking stupid dogs, and you got to take care of them. 
I love dogs. You know, don't take it personally. Yeah. But I'm wondering more or less about the elite talent in the world and where the fuck that shit comes from. The brain. It, it, I mean, yeah. to, I mean to be clear, everything ultimately, in the same way where you're like, oh, where does all this energy come from? Either it's nuclear or it's from the sun. Right? Like, that, that's where the energy that we use on the planet comes from, ultimately. So, human societies form because of human tendencies in the brain. Human understanding forms because of uh, the use of our brain. We're able to deliberately build our muscles in uh, gyms that we build with heavy muscles because we have the idea to do that with our brain. We are the most intelligent living thing, living species on this planet. And that's why there's more than 7 billion of us and basically only beetles outnumber us at this point or something. <laughs> Actually, I think probably if you count each individual member of viruses. Basically, um, as far as species on the Earth go, it's basically human supremacy, and unless we destroy this home that we have, we're going to live here until the sun swallows it. Is that what you're talking about, or are you talking about the fact that some people are better than others at certain things, therefore there must be a deity? No, that's not... I mean, that's sort of what I'm talking about, but that's kind of under scoring what I'm so, talking about. So here's what I will yeah, say. So. Is, uh, logically, er, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Something real quick. Uh-huh. Um, logically, everything, all, all varieties of all things, some of them are going to be better to some degrees at certain things mm-hmm. than others. But I'm talking about skill that is so far beyond. Give me an example. Know, like when Susan Boyle opened her mouth and fucking angels came flying out, you know, it, it's kind of like that, that doesn't necessarily come just from the brain. The, well, j- you know. It comes from the vocal cords as well. Just as a quick side note, you mean metaphorically angels came flying out. Yeah. It's so... Okay. Yeah. I just... <laughs> no, I, I said, I'm midway through my, my deconversion. I was sort of like, yeah. okay, that might be the, a huge step back. There, um, there are great singers. There have been great singers and there will be great singers. And they all operate just as humans do within a certain vocal range using the same tools that they have at their disposal biologically. I don't know how somebody being good at a thing within the range of things that people can be good at. And that we value. Yeah, that, I, I mean, I, I don't even, I'm not even beginning to catch what, what, what you mean. Can you give us a different example than Susan Boyle? Well, so here's what I will say is... Sure. Oh, yeah, anybody. I, I can give you examples of, for instance, you want to say that it's the brain and people are able to uh, flex their skills over time by practice and study, education and whatnot. But how come some people, like children, can be prodigies at such a young age with very little effort or time required to come to such elite levels of skill? The brain. I'm, talking like, I'm not talking just being better at somebody. I'm talking about being way fucking better than them. Yeah. Mo- and like it's not Mozart. even like, yeah. you know, skill sets. We, we, can't, mean, we can't sit here and debate that humans have skill sets. I, that I agree, else, which is why I'm wondering why we're debating whether or not humans have skill sets. Yeah. It's not really like, a, I want to like go back to the original attitude I had, honestly, and I'm getting away from it because I feel like I really, like I said, called the wearing. So I really, like, I can't really debate any of this. I'm kind of like, honestly, yeah, I'm probably making this shit up as I go, to be totally honest with you, because to me, it's just basically my mind trying to get itself around certain shit. Steve, cheers yeah, to uh, you for being honest, because yeah, that... And I having went, that understanding. Yeah, I went through that. Yeah. Um, I went through that for a while. 
that's totally yeah. understandable. I because very I, human. And honestly, we all do that to some degree. I mean, I've worked in schools for many years, and you know, every day a kid you know comes to school and tries on a different personality. They try to see you know who they want to be and how they want to be. And it doesn't yeah. it doesn't change, you know. If you think that you've got a good model for the way you see the world, you're not really going to be able to see whether or not it stands up until you bounce it against the real world. So that's that's okay. But um, the yeah the, the the argument that some people are better than others, we have gotten better at studying and and learning how to teach. We have observed that um, there are different um, ways that people can be good. There are savants. Who yeah. are unbelievably good, but again, so, so practice and hard work. Yeah. So, so here's what I will say is right. I, I take care yeah. of a blind person who's been blind his whole life. He's 46 and he could play 35 songs on the piano. Nice. Well, good for you and good for him. You know, well, I didn't realize you were taking care of the ghost of Ray Charles, but good for you. Um, <laughs> well, neither did I. I that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so here's what I will say is there's a there's an apologetic that's sort of been abandoned because it's weak, which is. Oh, if there are good things, there has to be a thing that's the most good. If there are powerful things, there has to be a thing that's the most powerful. That thing is God, and we should be in awe of it. And what I'm seeing in your answer is, wow, there are people that are very good at things. How can that be possible? Isn't that something to do with a God? And I would say, no, It's the, the world is colorful and, in only a metaphorical sense, a magical place. True. Honestly, and to be totally fucking honest with you here, I actually like your answer better because I have come to find the more that I let go of the absolutes that God is the answer for every fucking thing, that robbed me for all my years, 38 years now, of the wonder of the world. Now, the more I'm able to grasp that, even if it's very slow, the more I'm able to, the more I'm able to experience wonder, almost like childlike wonder again. It's, so, it's pretty yeah. awesome, man. So Yeah, so when I bring these things up, I, I sort of feel like yeah. Yeah. it's just me wondering. Here, 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 <laughs> we're, we're here for you with a fire. Come in out of the cold. <laughs> here's, here's, a good, here's a good little tool that um, helped me uh, over time, but it took me a while to actually understand um, what I was going to say is... Um, a gap in knowledge or the fact that something is really cool or awesome um, does not create a good argument for the existence of any kind of deity or religion. Um, And there are, and and, and there's so much more than just the examples that you gave, right? People, people point to the expanse of the universe first, 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 right? People talk about the fact that (laughs) there's complexity, you know, um, on the biological level that makes us up. And they say, that's amazing, therefore God. Right? There are tons of these arguments that use that exact reasoning. And as you right. come across them, just remember that... It's another that, God gap issue, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so as you come across those, just remember, is there an explanation there? Because if there's not an explanation, then you've got more digging to do. But we appreciate yeah. that you called in with it. And I, I appreciate that you took the time to... Uh, you know, be honest and and share these things. We hope you do great in your journey. Yeah. And what I will say is, so, I don't want this to be the last time we talk. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I just want to end with real quick that, you know, on these issues, we, I at least believe strongly that none of us really know anyways. So for anyone to get on a high horse is just 
it's just un- unacceptable because nobody in the end knows. But that doesn't mean you should call in like Rob either and twist yourself into pretzels and not have to answer direct questions, right? So Exactly. Yeah. So what I will say is no one knows, like, pr- do you mean an afterlife when you say nobody knows? I say nobody, when I say nobody knows, I literally mean we don't really know much of anything. I mean, we have science. I do trust the science. So he- but still... You know, we don't know how that began. We, we, we never really know. We have theories. So, so what I will say is we don't know everything, but there are things that we do know. We know yes. that the Earth is not flat, and we know that the Earth right. is also older than 6,000 years. And so a yes. religion that claims that is claiming something that is false. Right. And, and they even have tools within their own scripture to, you know, start um, creating, interpreting things certain ways. Yeah. Yeah. So what I will yeah, say is they're interpreting things to better match what we have determined to be true using uh, science oh. to investigate The whole reality. thing is just goalpost moving to, to fit the narrative. Exactly. All the time. And that's why when people are picking up goalposts and moving them around, you stop playing whatever sport they're playing. You go, yeah, I'm going to take my ball and I'm going to go find people that understand that you can't change the rules all the time just to fit, right. you know. It's like playing Calvin ball. If you've ever uh, read Calvin and Hobbes where he just makes up rules and there's 137 bases in, in his baseball <clears throat> version. The last thing I will say that I want to leave you with is, sure, there's a fastest human being, the one that sprints the best, etc. There's also a fastest deer and a fastest shark. And I don't think that that deer or that shark is more intelligent, is more divine. Right. Exactly. I don't know either. Yeah. I, I don't think that the running speed was ever like the yeah. point of what I was really saying. However, I'm, I'm right there with you with, with this human being is very good at this, this human being is very good at that. At the present moment, there is an all-time winner in uh, ridiculous genocide, which is Stalin. Yeah. Actually, wait. I think he got more than Mao, but it's pretty close up there. I, I can't remember the exact numbers. But I okay. don't think that Stalin was more divine for being good at genocide. Like, skill just inspires a level of, whoa, how did that happen in human beings? And, whoa, how did that happen? Asks for an explanation. And when you ask for an explanation, your mind, when it can't find one, human minds, all of them, have a tendency to go, you know what? It's something beyond me. And in a way, I can know that by praying. And I call it God. And I would say, let it go a little bit. Be one with the wind and sky, etc. It's all going to be all right. All right. Well, Steve, thank you for calling Thanks in, man. Have you on, guys. Take care. Thanks. Merry Christmas. See you guys. Back, back at you, brother. Did you know people are taking a shot every time we touch our mics? Every time? Yep. Okay. Uh, um, so, oh, wow. That's old. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I was gonna say, <laughs> you know, he hasn't agreed to it, but I bet. No, I, I can't do that. I can't go. Oh, donate as much money as you can to get Eric to take his shirt off. But I um, bet they could get you to take your sweater off. I think I bet they could get me to take my pants off. But I really want to save that for another time. Um, I, I'd love to. Move He's not on in the mood right now. In Honolulu, yeah. man. You're live with Eric and Jamie. It says that you're a religious caller. I promise I'm not going to bite. <laughs> yeah. We we've, we've, yeah. we had a rough conflict earlier, and I definitely went on and on and on. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're generally nice guys. Yeah. Well, what How would you, you like doing? to talk about? 
Hi, Eric and Jamie. I really like your show. Um, I watch Atheist Experience also, but you guys are so much calmer and nicer, so I'm kind of partial to your show. Sorry, Matt, wherever you are. Oh, Matt, Matt's spending yeah. time with family right now. Yeah. That's, that, well, thank you. He's a good sport. We, Thanks, Sam. Ooh, I, um, I like I'm you. always impressed with... <laughs> I'm impressed with how you guys handle these callers because I've well, been a believer for many years now and a lot of times not even I can figure out what their question is, so good job, guys. <laughs> I mean, trying to pin down exactly what it is so that you can figure it out is yeah. so much harder than people realize. Um, well, I think they they might they might realize that it's really hard. <laughs> well, no, but but, uh, but being able to pin down a specific yeah. point so that you can investigate it. Yeah. Right. Or else, how are you, how really, are you ever going to get there? Yeah. But what would, well, in any case, yeah. What, what, yeah, what would you like? To talk what about? did you want to talk about? Okay. Well, I'm not going to do the "Does God Exist?" argument because there's lots of that, and you know, churches teach us how to argue that through hours of Sunday school, and you know, they give us invisible tools like faith that you know it's probably just in our heads, so it can't really be argued. But you know, I appreciate the fact that you guys handle that as your, on your show as well. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I'm. I'm a Christian for 39 years now, but at my age, after so many years, um, I kind of think I'm a believer held hostage, so I'm really on the fence. Um, I grew up a Holy Roman Pentecostal. Ooh, wow. And, you know, I had, I, had, I had hell, revelations, all that stuff beat into me through sermons and movies, and I actually had horrible nightmares for years as a kid, so uh, religion definitely isn't perfect. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, that sucks. Um, anyway, I, I think yeah, I think the biggest battle though um, of religion versus atheism is not really if there's a god or not, but what happens after we die. You know, I feel that you know religion or all the ones that I've heard of, you know, they seem to kind of prey on our fear of death. They all seem to focus on the afterlife what you get after death, you know, whether it's virgins, heaven, or whatever. And atheism, atheism you know, has none of that, obviously. So um, I still have a fear of death. And, you know, believe me, I'm not saying that believing in a God is totally comforting because, you know, of course, the church also gave me nightmares. But, um, you know, I feel atheists want to show religious people the real truth and the errors in religion and all that. So... How do you think atheism could tackle the afterlife portion of religion? Wow. Um, so there are a couple different places that you can start right there. Um, yeah. Let me think. What is a good place to even start? I think that you first have to start with addressing the after effects of learning that, you know, when you die, there's nothing pointing to anything happening at all. Right, because there's a, a drastic sense of loss. Um, when I came to that conclusion, I thought back and I, I mourned the people that I've lost in my life up until that point because I really hadn't given myself the opportunity to fully process their loss. Um, on top of that, um, th there's this. There are these ideas of of greater meaning that are put on you, right? And and that you need to do X, Y, and Z before you move on to the next life. There are these ideas that this is just a small waiting room before you get to the life that really matters more. Yeah. Um, and and contending with all of those takes so much more time than people realize. Um, I, I I guess I'm at a loss for where to start. 
Yeah, I, I often feel that way as well. And I also often feel like I'm less qualified to talk about this than other people because um, for the most part, that doesn't hinder me uh, in the way that it, that it seems to get to um, mo- most people to some degree, right? Like I'm, I'm going to die and it, I, I haven't really had an existential crisis so much as an existential, well, that's a bummer. Um, uh, but it, it is very difficult to deal with death, right? Um, and yeah, there are parts of life that are kind of shit. Uh, and I think the best thing that, that we can do is, is be here for each other. And that's why I think to a degree you, you have kind of a point, which is one of the more powerful sort of tools, I will say, or, or weapons that certain religions have to hold people hostage in them um, is fear and fear of death. And even beyond that, fear of hell. Um, uh, which sounds like it's more, you're, you're more afraid of death rather than a specific afterlife. Um, but in, in any case, yeah, I, I always struggle to, to bring people comfort on this point yeah. and I would say it's part of the reason why we say at the end of our show for those of you that don't believe there is a community for you or there is community for you so one of the things that was the first one of the first things that was told to me was were you upset before you were born mm. um, and after you go th- there's not going to be any upset there's not going to be any any loss or regret or anything like that to the best of our knowledge what happens is that the meat that allows us to continue to function stops functioning. And because of that, we're no longer able to hold those processes that would lead to that. Yeah. And so because of that, it's you have this freedom. You have this, this opportunity. You, know, you have this empowerment to make as big a difference as you want. I mean, I think it's actually pretty awesome that you're not you're not doing someone else's bidding, but you have the chance to do your own. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in the in the face of nihilism, there's the absurd, and I love it. Yeah. I love it because Camus, yeah, Camus yeah. said right that you don't you don't lie to yourself. You don't say that, oh, well, I'm just going to make up this story and that's going to help fill this hole. If you really know that there's this nihilism, if you really know that there's not this greater purpose, then you actually have the opportunity to escape it. You have the opportunity to turn that on its head and you have the opportunity to give yourself more purpose. And the purpose you are going to have is the one that you give yourself. You you stop punishing that prisoner. It stops being effective when the prisoner wakes up and and, and goes, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm here in prison, right? What more can you take away from Sisyphus when every day he wakes up to roll the boulder up the hill and go, oh my gosh, that's my favorite thing. You defeat it. You don't tell yeah, yourself. That's why, that's why I think that. Uh, that's why I think that you know the, the atheist shows like yours, you know, are kind of a breath of fresh air to me, and it, it, you know, it shows me that you know you you can live your own life without you know beating up other people and yeah. trying to prove that you know your belief is the way to go, and you can still be happy. Um, you know, you you don't have to. You can live your own life instead of living 
you know, the life that some, you know, supposed imaginary guy wants you to or, Mm -hmm. you know, the way your pastor wants you to. Um, And I kind of want that at this point because I'm (laughs) just so tired of being angry and, you know, fighting and, you know, having to go tell people they go to hell. I mean, I don't do that anymore. I did that as a kid. My parents (laughs) were just, they thought it was the greatest thing in the world. But, you know, I, now, now that I'm older, I see that it's kind of ridiculous. You know, there's more important things to focus on. And, you know, that's why I said I'm on the fence with this. And I think that, you know, maybe coming to terms with the death thing, you know, probably has nothing to do with religion, but I think maybe that's just one of the few things that is keeping me kind of latched onto it. So I, I just wanted to thank you guys for, for uh-huh. what you do. And I'm going to continue to listen. And, you know, I appreciate what you guys do very much. And right before you go, the last thing I will say is thank you. And we, we appreciate that you're watching. And when you're talking about um, wanting to live your own life and, and make your own path and being tired of being angry, that's not really my path out of religion. And it doesn't relate specifically to that. But with other things in my life, um, having anger and wanting to find my own way, uh, I completely understand that. And I'm glad that the feelings that I feel now of independence, um, someone else might be able to find, particularly through a, a, a way that I'm able to help because it's it's really freeing and amazing. What I will say is, I think we're happy to be a breath of fresh air, breathe deep and run free. Absolutely. And that is as poetic and flowery as I think I'm allowed to get on the show. <laughs> but um, um, thank you, thank you for did did that help at all? I I mean, yeah. there's only so much we can you know do. Do I I, I, I we? Oh can yeah, share. no. Like I said, it's just it's just helpful that that you guys can talk about it uh, normally. Um, I'm just kind of soaking everything in and, you know, I, I appreciate your, your, um, the way you look at things and um, it gives me a lot to think about. So that's, that's, you know, exactly what your show is for and that's what it does for me. So that's fine. Thank you very much, guys. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas. So, um, I kind of want to share a little bit. Yeah. Uh, before before it's time, I'm gonna do um, a bit of a, a a not a speech, but a little bit on my own at the end. I think as well. Sure. So. All right. So what I was gonna say is just kind of from the heart. Um, I'm kind of watching these these backgrounds change behind us, and for people who've watched Talk Heathen this last year, th- you probably recognize all of these. This was the set that Jimmy used when he did the uh, yeah. the clip, clip show, show when yeah. we went to the American Atheist Convention, mm-hmm. right? The the shirt we were out of town. Shirt off yeah. picture was something that came up okay. when uh, we did the GoFundMe to get there in the first place. It's right? censored now, though, but <laughs> but I mean. All the while you were there, and we want to continue to be here, and we're we're so happy that you're here. Um, I, I and I will say, so, oh shit, I was going to not interrupt you. No, that's okay. You're, you um, were just I, about to so, get to it. Yeah, no. I, what I what I'll give is a, a little bit of personal. Um, Anne was kind enough to share that she's she's looking at that, and I think that one of the bigger pieces that is involved there is meaning and purpose. And um, I consider myself lucky that 
the people who were influential in my life weren't all related to me when I grew up. And the people who showed me and, and, and who were exemplars of kindness, patience, love, support, um, were not always. They were sometimes, you know, and, 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 and at good times, but they weren't always blood-related to me. It was my neighbor who taught me how to fix a car. It was another neighbor who taught me how to, <laughs> to, to do sprinkler systems or to re-roof a house. And I turned back around and I taught that to my brothers because we're, we're trying to make this world better and we're reaching out and we're helping each other in, in meaningful ways. And it's, it's really important. And now that we're here, now we have an actual chance to turn around and help others. And I want to do this all of the time. Jamie, this is, this is it for me, man. This is, this is the best life. Yep. Um, and I, you're going to do your thing. Um, yeah, but uh, Christmas, I always say, is, is another reason that we, well, that I, any reason I can get to tell the people I love that I love them. Um, I'll take. And if you celebrate something else, if you celebrate something different, it's not just about going home or feeling awkward. It's not just about talking to people who may or may not be toxic in your life. What it's about is celebrating the people that you care about. It's not about receiving gifts and it's not necessarily about giving them, but it's about reaching out and saying, I care about you. And, um, yeah, as it goes to Jamie, I just want to say that to everybody that's reached out, even the people who are critical, um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And however you say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever, thank you. Um, love rings from the studio. All right, Jamie, yeah. go ahead. Are you wanting to close us out? or um, Do you want to take it up in the after show or do you just well, want to... Let's, let's, we'll, do, we'll do an after show. But, yeah. Um, if we can zoom out, because I'm probably going to, I may very well stand up for this bit, which is that in this episode, even if you're listening, you've definitely concluded that we've been sort of tearing pages out of the Bible and chucking them <laughs> places. And after that, after this, we may very well have a Bible fight. Um, I, I'm all for it. There's enough people in the audience. But it's not because we hate any individual or any group. Um, it's that these ideas in this book uh, are bad and they tear people apart and there's absolutely no good reason to believe that any of the claims in it are true and actually to all of the people in my life that uh, in my personal life that believe I do actually I, I still love you right there's members of my family that are religious one of my oldest friends is is believes specific things in this. Uh, <laughs> perhaps my oldest friend believes in a lot of magic and spells and woo. In fact, actually, even now, it's probably a good portion, close to, uh, to 50% of people that have made an impact in my life that believe this. And recognizing that there's no good reason to believe any of the things in this book or the Quran or any of these other ridiculous traditions has made me appreciate humanity more. I love you more now that I don't believe any of this heinous crap. And I hope that one day you'll see that too. And that's why at the end of our show, we always say for non-believers, there's a community for you. And for those of you that do believe, 
I don't, don't hate, hate you. you. Wait, I, hey, I'm doing a thing. I love you. Oh, all. but 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 I, the, the I do the side. love rings. Yeah, do the love rings. Right. Love what about rings. the people on the other side of the wall? We want to thank them. love rings. woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.